1: Oh, how we need Jesus Christ. We live in a world that does not know Jesus. How we need to preach the word in season, of season. How we need to love people. Love people into the kingdom. Oh, yes. The greatest of these is love, yes. Love people into the kingdom. That's our duty. We don't want to push them we don't want to shove them. We want to love them into the kingdom, love them into the church. That's how you get people. People that love bring people into the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's all about love, and it's not the mushy love. It's the love that endures even during difficult times. I'm reading from the 21st chapter of St. Luke. He looked up and saw rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. He said, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of them, for all of them have contributed out of their abundance But she, out of her poverty, has put in all she had to live on. I tell you, people say, well, I'm the widow, and I can only put a dollar in the uh, box. I tell you, she gave it all. And we have not taught our people how to give. It begins with tithing. It begins with tithing. Ten percent going to the work of the Lord, wherever we want to send it, or to the poor, 10%. Oh, yes. But I'm going to tell you, in my life, tithing just began, and it has increased and increased and increased way beyond tithing. And you know what? It's all God's money anyway. It's all God's money anyway. This woman reminds me of Jesus Christ that she gave it all. And Jesus is going to give it all on the cross. Give it all. He's going to breathe his last. He's going to draw all people unto himself. I tell you, this widow woman reminds me of the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 21, verse 5. When some were speaking about the temple... How it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another, all will be thrown down. That happened in the year of seventy, when the Romans destroyed Jerusalem and cut down all the temple in the temple area, not one stone upon another. Why did this happen? Because of unbelief. They did not realize the visitation of God in Christ Jesus. I'm going to tell you, my friends, do you realize the visitation of God in Christ Jesus? That is such an important question to answer, the visitation of God in Christ Jesus. today. We celebrate the Annunciation when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and said, You shall conceive and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will reign over the house of David forever. And his kingdom will have no end. And what did Mary say? Let it be done unto me according to your word. And with that, the word became flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary, and dwelt among us. Today we remember that wonderful event, wonderful event of Mary's yes. What would have happened if she said no? Because she said yes, Jesus came to the earth. She's the new Eve. Eve said no. Mary said yes. Adam said no. Jesus said yes. I tell you, our yes is very important. Our yes is very important. You never know where your yes is going to lead. I remember saying yes to an Indian priest called Father Joshi. He was of the Carmelite order of the Virgin Mary. And as a result of... Joshi coming to live with me and to get his doctorate, the diocese got the name of the order. And when the old Carmelites said that we can't do anymore, the cardinal called the provincial that Joshi was the son of, and the provincial sent priests to fill the chapel in uh, the mall. I tell you, my yes opened up the Mall again, where Mass is celebrated, where the Word of God is preached, where God does wonders. Oh yes, you never know what your yes is going to do. It does things that is beyond us. My yes said allowed Father Dan Rehill uh, to go on radio, oh yes. Oh, yes, that's what he talks about. It wasn't me, it was my yes. My yes in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's continue. They asked Jesus, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. Oh yes, how many people have told us the date of the second coming and everyone was wrong. Do not go after them. People come to me and say, what about the three days of darkness? Do not go after them. Do not go after them. I'm not into it. I'm into proclaiming the Lord Jesus Christ, the power of his cross, the power of his blood, the power of his resurrection. I'm not into the three days of darkness. I'm not into it. I don't even know if it's going to happen. But if it does, I'll be ready by the grace of God. But now we're centering upon Jesus, not fear, not torment, but Jesus Christ, who delivers us from fear and who delivers us from torment. When you hear of wars and insurrections. Do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes in various places, famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. I heard on the news uh, recently that food in America is very difficult to get because of the prices, and more and more people are coming uh, to pantries so that they can eat. I tell you, we have a problem with food today. Why? Because the price of food is astronomically high, and it's wrong, it's absolutely wrong. And it's all about the oil, the oil that we will not dig up. How sad, how sad. We have prices in gasoline stations over $4 a gallon. Why? Because we will not dig up the oil that we have. We have plenty of oil, but they don't want to hurt mother earth. So we import it. Well, someone else hurt Mother Earth, that's how they got it. How ridiculous, how ridiculous. We don't want to hurt Mother Earth. She's not my mother anyway. She's not my mother, she never was my mother, and she never will be my mother. Mother Earth, how foolish, how foolish. Let me continue. But before all this occurs, They will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. What's his name? His name is Jesus. This will give you an opportunity to testify. I tell you, when's the last time you testified to people that God changed your life in Christ Jesus? When's the last time you gave your testimony to some people? People cannot deny your testimony. They might deny what you believe, but they cannot deny what your testimony is. So I encourage you, Give your testimony to people. Let people know that you belong to Jesus. Let them know how you were converted. It started at baptism, and now it's faith in baptism. Where would I be if on that last Sunday in August 1968 that God didn't come to me, but he came to me, changed my life? And what did I say? I said, yes, send me. Do whatever you want with me. He said, how much glory can you give me? You see these flowers, they give me glory. You're a human being. How much glory, more glory can you give me? I said, much, Lord. And with that, I said, you can have my life. And you know what? God took my life that day in August, the last Sunday in August 1968 in Methuen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I have given my testimony to many, many people. As a matter of fact, when I was a priest at Sacred Heart in North Quincy, I would go away into the beach area and walk with my cassettes, with my testimony, giving them to young kids. I remember a man coming on a Saturday night uh, with his motorcycle and his girlfriend, and the man couldn't start the motorcycle. And the Lord said to me, if you pray, I'll start it. And I said, oh my gosh, I want to go home, go to bed. So I turned around and said, what's happening? He said, the motorcycle won't start. Well, he didn't need, I don't even think he said that. I said, let me pray. And I'm sure he thought I was out of my mind. So I prayed that God would start the motorcycle. And as a matter of fact, he then kicked it in, and it started to go again. And I saw him the next day. He said, what did you do? I said, it was done because Jesus loves you. I only prayed that it would happen. But it was all about you, that Jesus loves you, and he wants to give you a new life. I tell you, God is good. God is very good. Let's continue. So make up your mind not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. I tell you today, I was listening to Eleanor speaking to the senators about pro-life. I tell you, she had a wisdom that God gave her, and they all listened. And I listened, and I called her up and said, it was tremendous. And she smiled all through it, talking about hope, love, and faith. I tell you, Eleanor is the example of a real Christian woman. God bless her. Let's continue. You will be betrayed, even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name." What's his name? His name is Jesus. But not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will, again, uh, you will gain your souls. I tell you, what's another word for endurance? perseverance. Oh, how we need to persevere in our faith of Jesus Christ, of the Holy Spirit, of the Father. How we need to persevere in the church. Yes, even when things are rough and things go wrong, we need to persevere in our faith. Yes, persevere. People say, Well, I won't go to the church because there were priests that did bad things to children. Well, I tell you, there were many ministers that did the same to children, but no one writes about it. It's all about the church that Jesus founded, to give it a bad name. Were the priests wrong, they were evil in what they did. But the Lord knows that... His church will endure until he comes in glory. I am continuing now. Uh, verse 20 When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation has come near. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains, and those inside the city must leave it, and those out in the country must not enter it, for these are the days of vengeance as a fulfillment of all that is written. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing infants in those days, for there will be great distress on the earth and wrath against the people. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be taken away as captives among the nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Let me tell you, my friends, we are living in the time of the Gentiles. When it is fulfilled, we will be living in the time of the Jews. During the time of the Gentiles, few Jewish people come to know Jesus. During the time of the Jews, few people that are not Jewish, Gentiles, who come to know Jesus. Oh yes, God is not finished with Israel. God is not finished with his people, the Jewish people. God is not finished. And if you don't believe me, read Romans 9, 10, and 11. Romans 9, 10, and 11. there will be signs in the Sun and the moon and the stars and on the earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves people will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world for the powers of the heavens will be shaken Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up, raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing nigh. I tell you, it's not a time to be afraid. It's a time to rejoice that Jesus is coming again, and he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. I tell you, do you belong to him today? Have you given him your life? Have you surrendered to him? I surrender to you, Lord Jesus. Take care of everything. I surrender to you, Lord Jesus. Take care of everything. And that taking care of everything, he uses us to take care of the things that need to be taken care of. We are living in 40 Days for Life at uh, 1055 Commonwealth Avenue. You have nothing to do for Lent? Well, go to the abortion uh, clinic, Mill, and go and uh, pray. You say, I don't know what to do. Well, bring your rosary and pray. I don't pray the rosary. Go and bring your Bible and read the Psalms. Go do something. Because... When people are out in front of the mill, people are afraid to go in. That's just a reality. That's just a reality. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you might know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. The words of Jesus will not pass away. People say, well, these words, these, these readings scare me. I tell you, we should be lifting up our heads and saying, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. What about the food shortage? The Lord told me many, many years ago that there was going to be a food shortage and that He would ask me to give food out and it would not be just what I gave out, it would be multiplied. Yes, he also told me that people might take our Bibles away from us. How sad, how sad. It's time for us to look up and be grateful to the Lord Jesus Christ, to look up and to be grateful to the Lord Jesus Christ. Be on your guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life. In other words, don't get drunk, don't worry, God's going to do what he needs to do. You just need to persevere, you need to endure until the end. And the day will catch you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and stand before the Son of Man. O oh God, we pray for the strength that we would not shirk back, that we would proclaim your name in the midst of the things that will happen which foretell your coming, your final coming. Every day he was teaching in the temple, and at night he would go out and spend the night on the Mount of Olives, as it was called. What did he do on the Mount of Olives? It was his prayer place. He would spend the nights in prayer to the Father, oh yes on the Mount of Olives. Do you have a prayer place in your house? We are blessed. We have a little chapel. Oh yes. Do you have a prayer place in your house? If you don't, make one. Make one and go to it every day. Go to it every day. Every day he was teaching in the temple and at night He would go and spend the night on the Mount of Olives, as it is called, and all the people would get up early in the morning to listen to him in the temple. Why did they listen to him? Because he spoke with authority. Why did they listen to him? Because he spoke with love. Why did they listen to him? Because he cured the sick. Why do they listen to him? Because he cast out demons. Oh, yes, they listen to Jesus. Do you listen to Jesus? Read the Bible. Read John's Gospel. Listen to Jesus. After John, take Luke and listen to Jesus. After Luke, take Matthew and listen to Jesus. After Matthew, take Mark and listen to Jesus. Oh, yes, we have the Word of God in the Scriptures, and we don't open our Bibles. How sad! How sad! How sad! Chapter 22, Now the festival of unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was near, and the chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put Jesus to death, for they were afraid of the people, because the people knew he was a prophet but more than a prophet. He is Messiah. He is the Christ. He is the Son of the Eternal Father. He is the Lord. Oh, yes. Do you know that Jesus is the Lord? Have you given your life to Jesus? No? Well, let's pray about it. Pray with me out loud. Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart. Be my Lord, be my Savior, forgive my sins, I repent, flood me with the Holy Spirit, flood me with the Spirit of God, fill me with the fire of God. I surrender my life to you, Lord Jesus. I surrender my life to you, Lord Jesus. I tell you, there's nothing like surrender. There's nothing like surrender. Because when I surrender, what happens? The peace of God comes. The love of God comes. The power of God comes. Oh yes, it's all about surrender. Have you surrendered to the Lord today? Do it. Do it now and avoid the rush. God bless you. This has been In Season
0: and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo.com. P.O. Box 602 East Boston Mass 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602 East Boston Mass 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.